It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on Packers. Your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com and CBS Sports.com networks. In today's show, we got some more odds and ends from the just completed NFL owners meetings down in Phoenix, including Adrian Peterson, the rumor that will not die. But first, I'd like to remind you to check out the rest of the great Locked On Podcast Network, which includes Locked On NFL Draft, a great podcast. I keep telling you that, but if you haven't checked out Locked On NFL Draft, you really should. Um, there's Locked On NFL and Locked On Fantasy, and of course, Locked On Lions, Locked On Vikings, Locked On Bears, all that kind of good stuff too. And of course, there's my humble website, PackerReport.com. My all-Packers mock draft continues, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's possible to get all these holes filled in. I'm through. I'm making their last. They got two fifth round picks. I'm making the second one now. They can get all these holes filled. I mean, it's you're assuming that of course these draft picks pan out, which is a big if. But there are players there are good, um, well regarded prospects available at the end of the fifth round where I'm doing my picks. So that's continuing over at PackerReport.com. Also, a second of a series of stories. Um, investigating past Packers drafts. I'm doing the, I did the running backs last night and trying to find um, common threads to help me figure out who the Packers are going to draft at running back this year. A very, very long story. I originally wrote it in 2015, and I updated it and got a lot more information for this one. So I think it's, it's a pretty good read for our members over there. And if you're not a member, sign up for one month of Packer Report. I will buy the two month, next two months for you. Just type in the promo code FA2017. And I'll get you through the draft, OTAs, minicamp, all that kind of good stuff. All right, running backs. Mike McCarthy asked about running backs at the at the owners' meetings in Phoenix on Wednesday. Remember, they've got three on the team: Tom Montgomery, Kristen Michael, Don Jackson. Those are the three backs. Just from the sheer logistics standpoint, you have to have more than three to get through training camp. Um, McCarthy asked about running backs yesterday. I think you look at all those guys. It's no secret what's available in the draft. The numbers are really good there. Personally, I think the world of Adrian. I think he's obviously a great player, a Hall of Fame player. I had a chance to be around him, not only to compete against him twice a year, but at the Pro Bowls. He's a class act. Interesting line there. He's a class act. We'll just see how it shakes out. I don't think some of you would say that he's a class act, but 
An interesting choice of words from MacArthur there. Um, that he would say that. Um, a little bit more on Peterson here. Adrian Peterson is obviously, obviously someone we have great respect for. Obviously playing him the number of times that we have. But we're trying to improve our offense all the time. So as far as what's going on, we don't really discuss those things publicly. But, you know, I think it's obvious if you look at our depth chart. We have two running backs on our depth chart. Two healthy running backs. So we're going to have more running backs. I don't know when they're going to get here, but we will have more running backs come the middle of May. I can promise you that. You know, of course, once again, it's a no-brainer. You can't even practice with three. Well, you can practice with three. But God forbid someone gets a sore ankle. Then you're on a two, you can't, you, can't, you can't practice. So, yeah, they'll, they'll be running backs in here. Obviously, um, we've gone over this a bunch of times. I, I just don't... I, no one knows if Ty Montgomery can carry the ball 200, 250 times a game. Or a game, that'd be something. That would be time of possession in your favor. 200, 250 times in a season. Um, he only had more than 11 carries once last year. And for, and for you know, ultimately you look at it, he had that, he ends up leading the team in rushing 5.9 yards per carry. He did a lot of very, very good things. But after that 161-yard game against Chicago, he had 157 total the next five. So the jury's certainly out. I don't think there's any reason to doubt that Montgomery can be a good running back. But he's got to prove it. He's got to prove that he can get you know, 15 touches a game for two, three, four, six, eight games. He's got to prove that. Can he pass protect? Um, can he... And it's not just 15 touches a game. Can he be the, the you know, if it's third and one, and you have, who's, who's going to convert third and one on this team? Is Montgomery really fit for that? Um, so they, they have a lot of questions there. And that's why, to me, they have to get a running back. And that's why over at Packer Report yesterday, I wrote that long story looking at past, past Packers drafts. Um, they have a fondness for big guys. Now, they haven't always drafted big guys, but... They like to have a big guy on the roster. I mean, whether that was Ryan Grant, Eddie Lacy, they've always had a big guy, the between the tackles, dirty work sort of guy. And I don't think they have that here. I don't think you can go into the season counting on Montgomery to be that guy, for one. And with the skill set, I'm not sure you want him to be that guy. So I, I think running back's going to be key here in this draft because... In my opinion, again, I, I, this is not based on talking to anybody here, but are they interested in Adrian Peterson? Perhaps the price is right. But we're now exactly four weeks from the first round of the draft. First, it's, today's a Thursday. We're exactly four weeks from the first round. In my opinion, why on earth would you give Adrian Peterson $5 million a year to, to make up a random number? Why would you give him that much money? He's got a combined um, about 2,650 total touches. He's had season-ending injuries two of the last three years. Why on earth would you give him $5 million a year or whatever? To me, and maybe this is why he's available, why Jamal Charles is available. Um, I believe Garrett Blunt's still available too. I think that is why these guys are available. It's a very good draft of running backs. Why don't you see if you can get your guy first? Because if you get a guy in the second round, for instance, um, well, first of all, I'll do first round. What the hell? 
you know, it's going to be, what, four years, $7 million? A second-round pick is four years, $5 million. I mean, it's, you're going to get a guy with, you know, Peterson's got 2,650 touches. You're going to get a guy with 2,650 fewer touches who has zero season-ending injuries in the NFL. And it's going to cost you a whole lot less money per year. I mean, like I say, if you're talking, if you're talking a second-round pick, you're talking four years and five million. Peterson's going to get one year and five million. So, to me, there's no point in doling out big-time, big-time bucks for a veteran running back when you can get um, a young, a young, fresh guy for a lot cheaper, um, without the injury history, without the wear and tear. In Peterson's case, without the baggage. So to me, it just makes a lot more sense if you're the Packers to bide your time here, see what happens in the draft, and if you need to, go address this thing uh, May third or whatever, you know, May fifth or whenever the uh, whenever your first week of after you've after the dust has settled after the draft, I guess is what I'm getting at. And besides, let's not forget the Adrian Peterson averaged 1.9 yards per carry last year. I mean, that's your that's James Stark's territory. Now. 37 carries is a small sample size. Um, the first game he had, was it Sean Hills, the starting quarterback? Uh, then the next one was uh, the Green Bay game with Sam Bradford. Not a great sample size, for one, and he hit a wore the bullseye as he has throughout his career. With defenses not caring about the quarterbacks. He'd come to Green Bay. You wouldn't have to worry about that here, obviously, because with, with, with Rodgers. But, you know, we saw James Starks um, just fall apart last year, right? I mean, here's a guy who, the year before, led the NFL in yards after the catch per catch. And expl- he had an explosive season. And then, whammo, he averaged 1.8 per carry last year for the Packers. So, I don't, I, is there any, does Peterson even have anything left? I think those are things the Packers have to take into account. And frankly, I don't think there's any reason to really address this until after the draft. If your company is interested in speaking directly to Packers fans, you could be right here in this podcast. Sponsor Locked On Packers, and your company will reach a passionate 98% male audience that is 78% between the ages of 18 to 44 and 75% from 25 to 54. And recent studies have shown that podcast listeners are 65% more likely to interact with sponsors and other forms of media. Get your company great exposure right here on Locked On Packers. Our rates are very reasonable and based solely on the number of listeners, so you get your value. Email me at packwriter2002 at yahoo.com to get started today. Once again, that is packwriter2002 at yahoo.com to get started for your company on Lockdown Packers. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. List. All right, something else interesting from the from the owners' meetings was Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers has talked for years about playing until he's forty, and now he's kind of talked about maybe going beyond that and, and following in Tom Brady's footsteps. Rodgers is thirty three, 
Now, diet has been a big thing for him. Um, he's, he tries to maximize his career. McCarthy was asked about Rodgers on Wednesday and about Rodgers playing into his 40s. Yeah, here's Mark McCarthy said on that. I mean, mentally and physically, clearly, yes, he has that ability. I think there's no question there. But I think all positions in football are the same. It's their legs. You watch a, you watch a player, and it's no different with quarterbacks. As long as they have their legs, they can compete at that level. And I think that's certainly true in the case of Rodgers, who is, look, I'm sure he'd be perfectly fine as a pocket passer, and he could adapt his game. But what makes Rodgers so darn good is his ability to get out of the pocket to extend plays. Again, I'm sure he'd be just fine if you took that ability away from him. But that is what makes Rodgers Rodgers. I mean, Brady's always been a pocket passer. I mean, the mo- he's got the in-the-pocket movement that helps. And I'm sure Rodgers would have that going for him too. But, you know, Brady is used to playing that style of football, the, the pocket quarterback. Rodgers is not. Rodgers is used to, you know, having that, being able to do the freelance stuff. And I just, if Rodgers loses his legs and loses that ability... Again, I'm sure he'll be fine. But would he be Aaron Rodgers fine? I mean, he set the bar so high. Would he still be that player if that skill, or now if, when that skill gets away from him? I think that's the million-dollar question on Rodgers and his long-term longevity is, is his ability to adapt to it. I, I'm sure he'd be a perfectly fine quarterback, though, for, 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 for many years down the road. What works in Rodgers' favor is that insatiable appetite. You know, he's he's not one to rest on his laurels. I mean, here he is at 33 years old, probably playing his best football ever last year. So again, with the nutrition and the in the workout regimens, I mean, he's going to use every opportunity he can to better himself to keep on top of his game. You know, he's he's not going to slack off for a year and then and then have it get away from him. And, and that's a kind of a common thread with Brady, too. And McCarthy pointed this out here yesterday. Quote, I think you can, speaking about Brady playing into his 40s, I think you can only go by what's on film. And based on his last game, he will accomplish that. I would bet on that. But there's a lot of factors that go into that. I think you have to give these athletes an incredible amount of credit for what they're doing. With the rest and recovery and nutrition, I think you're now seeing the decade of what it's provided. It's provided for guys to play longer, especially at that position. I mean, clearly this is key for Green Bay. Because the longer Rodgers is Rodgers, or a reasonable facsimile of Rodgers, that's the longer you don't need to care about you know, the, the, who's, who's the quarterback of my future. I mean, Green Bay, is, as you know, really bucked history when you go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. It's unprecedented. Almost unprecedented, but they've done it, you know, and by the time Ryder's career is over, probably will be having a sustained number of consecutive years with championship level quarterbacking play. Obviously, the 49ers had it with Montana and Young, but I think Green Bay is going to eclipse that just based on time. So the longer Rodgers can play at his level, the longer the Packers are going to be a Super Bowl contender. And finally, a little bit more on Martellus Bennett from yesterday. Um, a couple quotes from McCarthy. Here's the first. Um, obviously, Bennett is, uh, if you're on Twitter, you know all about Martellus Bennett. He is an interesting guy. He's got off-the-field stuff going on. Um, he's obviously very smart. He's got opinions. Um, here's McCarthy 
I'm Bennett. I was really impressed with his personality. Frankly, I may not look like it. I kind of classify myself as a creative person. I'm married to an artist, and all my children are very creative. So I live in that type. That's a reflection of my household with my wife Jessica and I. So sitting down and talking to Marty and his interest, and some of the things he does, he's an extremely creative individual. When I meet people, I'm always curious on their view in life, how they look at things, and how they process things. I enjoy his view on life, the things he wants to accomplish. And one more line from McCarthy. This is uh, was it? This was on, um, I guess, scouting Bennett, for lack of a better term here. He is very good Tate, McCarthy said. He is a very productive player in an outstanding offense. I have great respect for the Patriots, and especially what they do on offense. We like a lot of the things they do. We keep an eye on what they do up there, particularly with some of the route progressions, and more importantly, how you, how you use each player throughout the passing game. We had him, talking about Bennett here, we had him in our cutups this year, so I got to see him play a lot of football. To me, he is one of the best, or potentially be the best tight end in the National Football League. It's my responsibility to make sure I create those opportunities for him to succeed. And I certainly can see that him being the best. Um, because he blocks. He's a tremendous blocker, and there's so many tight ends, including a lot of the, a lot of the guys coming out in this draft, who are not blockers. I would say Gronkowski blocks for New England, and he's hurt. I would, I would say there is a potential for Bennett to be the best tight end in football this year, and I have no doubt McCarthy will figure out a way to get him, <coughs> excuse me, will figure out a way to get him involved in this offense in a big-time fashion. Like I pointed out in a story, excuse me, I should go smoking. I don't smoke. Um, where's I going with this? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. You know, story I did a pack report yesterday or two days ago. Bennett was number two among tight ends in catch percentage. He was number one among tight ends in yards after the catch per catch. So while they'll miss some of Jared Cook's stretch the field ability, Bennett is an incredibly well-rounded player. When you're 270 pounds, who's going to tackle you? Right? I mean, throw him a four-yard pass and let him go to work. And then you throw him those four-yard passes, and then he can then he get behind guys after that. And Man, he's, he's going to have a big-time year, um, I would assume. And one final note here. Um, very trivial stuff here. The Packers have a new guard, Justin McCray. Dun-da-da! That's supposed to be the Superman theme, but you know what? I don't, I've never watched Superman. I don't know the, I don't know the Superman theme song. Dun-da-da! Da-da-da-da-da! Is that it? Or is that Batman? Anyways. Dun-da-da! Um, Justin McCray, a first-year player, first-year player in name only. He was undrafted rookie out of Central Florida in 2014. He spent that year on the Titans practice squad, and he also played for the Orlando Predators of the Arena Football League. So the Packers, a huge blockbuster signing by Ted Thompson here. Here's your starting guard for 2017, a guy who's never played a snap in his first um, three years as a professional. Um, if you, if the name McCray rings a bell, it should. They had his twin brother in here a few years ago as well. 
Jordan McRae, also from Central Florida, um, was was on the offseason roster in 2014, did not stick around. So, hey, the Packers have another guard. Um, I think they still need to draft one. <laughs> and that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Packers. My sincere thank you for listening. Have a great day. Enjoy the snow. Man, I'm looking at my weather app right now, and it's supposed to snow and snow and snow and snow and snow. Yeehaw! So enjoy the snow, everybody. Have a great day, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. The list.